Blog Talk Radio. Shout. 
you know, there comes a point in your life, my life, your life, everybody's life, whoever, when you need to make a decision. You know, God said this, and he was real clear. He said, you can't serve God and them, and you can't. You can't serve two masters. And you know, there are a lot of things out there that want to own your heart. There are a lot of people, a lot of situations, circumstances. Maybe it's your job, maybe it's money, maybe it's a relationship. But you know, just like that song was saying, only you, Lord, I will worship and I will bow down. Only you, Lord. You know, just making that declaration to God, making that heartfelt cry and that heartfelt adoration, you know, whatever you want to call it, but Letting God know that he's the only one that has your heart. He's the only one that you give your allegiance to. He's the only one that you are willing to sacrifice it for. And it's not to say that we don't do things for people or we don't sacrifice for others. And, you know, we don't lay down our life for our spouse or our children or whoever God says to But, you know, giving God your heart, undivided, an undivided heart. And we learn, you know, that's that's really a process. Every day we have to give our hearts over to God. But is he the one who owns your heart? Is he the one that you worship? Is he the one that you pledge your allegiance to? We're going to go back into a time of worship. We're going to pray. We're going to seek God's face. We're going to spend time in his presence, pouring our hearts out before him, sharing our hearts. Maybe that's by singing, or maybe you just want to sit there and listen to the music. Or maybe you want to engage and worship and enjoy the music or, or just sing new songs from your heart, whatever it is, but just engage into God. Become one with Him. Let Him know what He means to you. Let Him know who He is in your life. Meditate on it. Marvel. Revel in His love. Your mercy, but still you took 
about. It's not about taking what God gives us and 
taking it for granted. And so many times, I know in my own life, I've taken the things of God for granted. I've taken his word. I've taken his presence. I've taken his blessings. And I've acted as if I can go every day the same. Maybe you're in that situation. Maybe you're dealing with things in your life. I know daily God brings things to my attention that I have to lay down before him. Some things are easy and some things are a struggle. But you know, he calls us, today is the day. Daily sacrifice, daily lay down our lives. Obedience. It's not enough that you served God and did something for God five years ago or five months ago. What are you doing now? It's not enough that God said some amazing thing to you a year ago, but what what did he say to you today? What did he say to me today? God wants us in a place where we're longing for him, yearning for him, desiring to connect with him. And it's not about, did we go and spend that hour today? Do we have to go to church today? No, do do we get to go to church? Do we get to go to the place of prayer? In, in, in an hour, is that all? And we should get in a mentality and get into a place where we long and desire for his presence and we can't wait to be there, whether it's in the prayer closet or whether it's in the car worshiping, or whether it's just sharing his love with somebody and, and feeling his approval whether it's that corporate worship gathering on a Sunday or Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, whenever it is. Or maybe it's just that time with him. Maybe it's just a constant knowing who he is. Whatever and however you connect with God, let's not take him for granted. Let's not just take his blood and take his presence and and let him bless us and let us fill us with all these gifts and talents and abilities and then not do anything with it. Because that's not going to fly. That's not going to go right in God's kingdom. Not everything's okay with God. And we need to remember Jesus said... Enter into my kingdom. For I was hungry and you gave me to eat. And I was thirsty and you gave me to drink. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you came and you visited me. I was in prison and you came in my time of need. You'll say to me, Lord, when were you sick? When were you in 
prison. And I'll say to you, Jesus said, when you've done it to the least of these, done it unto me. And are you reaching out to the least? Are you reaching out, period? And at the very least, are you reaching out and up to God? This is Christianity. Receiving his empowerment, receiving his instructions, receiving his love and his presence, and then going out and taking him to a people, to a generation, to a household, to an individual, whatever the case is, taking him to those in need, taking him to those who don't know him, revealing the love of God through and in our lives to those that may not know who he is. We may do that just by sharing what God says, or we may do that by doing some type of act of kindness or some type of benevolence act, or we may use our giftings and talents to bless someone else, and do it in the name of the Lord, but whatever it is, God wants to express his love through us, not just to us, but through us, and you know, God will get something to you if he knows he can get it through you. Did you know that many times we don't see the blessings of God in our lives? We don't see things happen for us because we stop the flow. Do you, do you know why the Dead Sea is dead? Because all the other rivers and all the other water sources empty into it, but it never pours back out. It doesn't go anywhere else. Listen, don't be a pool. Don't turn into a cesspool, a stagnated pool. What happens when you put water in a glass and leave it there for days and weeks and months and years? It becomes stagnant. It becomes disgusting. It becomes no good. What happens when God puts his living water inside of a vessel and that living water is just neglected and wasted and taken for granted and there's no flow and it just sits and wastes and becomes useless and no good. See, God God not only wants us to meditate on him and to be at one with him, but he wants us to be at one with others. Now, not at the expense of denying your God, 
but so that the Holy Spirit can settle. See, where there's division and where there's discord and there's disunity and bitterness and schisms and fightings, arguments, when people are not on the same page, God really can't move in the midst of that. But when people are in unity and people are in the same frame of mind and they're speaking and saying and declaring the same thing, and they're moving towards a common goal and a common good. And they're bringing all their focus into one common focus. That's the environment. That's the group of people. That's the atmosphere that the Holy Spirit can move in. Now, that's not to say that God's constrained and God can't move however he chooses, whenever he wills, wherever he wants. But it's just saying that there's a certain way that if you study the protocols of God and the ways of God, the ways of the Holy Spirit throughout the Word of God, any time there was unity, God said that it's good and pleasant for brothers to dwell in unity. And he equated it to the anointing. And then he gave us a picture of it in the book of Acts when they were gathered together in one accord praying, declaring, speaking, letting their walls down and humbling themselves. And all of a sudden, what was the result? The result was the Holy Spirit came like a rushing mighty wind. And he filled all of those that were sitting and praying and seeking. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And what happened? They got boldness. They were empowered to not only receive more of who God was, but they were put in a way and in a position where they could express to others who God was and what God was doing in their lives. And that's what God wants to do in our lives. And that's what God wants to do with us. And that's why it's very important that we learn to get into unity. We learn to not hold grudges and harbor negative feelings and bitterness or unforgiveness, resentment towards others because what it does is it stifles the flow of God in your life when you do those things. And corporately, it stifles the flow of God on a group of people or in a certain region or in a church when the people are filled with those things. Because why? Their hearts are divided. Our hearts are divided. My heart, your heart. When we hold people in our heart, good or bad, unless we do it according to the Holy Spirit and in in the things of God in their proper place. Listen, we're not to hold people as idols in our heart, whether we have negative or positive feelings. But we're to ask God to put it in perspective for us so that we can relate to them 
And when I say relate, I mean the fact that we are all called to a relationship with others. And in that, we have to relate with one another. Communicate. But we do that how? Not by the flesh, not by our selfish motives, not by our self-will, but what? By the Holy Spirit, by the will of God. Kingdom mindset. If you're a child of God, then this is the way you think and operate. And it's a process because constantly the flesh comes up Constantly, your worldliness comes up. My worldliness, my flesh, our worldly mindset surface. And all of a sudden, it's at war. It's at enmity. It's battling the things of God. And all of a sudden, the way we respond to other people may or may not be the way that God wants us to, depending on whether we're yielding ourselves to the Holy Spirit and to the ways of God. And we're acting according to the Lord, or we're reacting in the flesh and leaning on our own understanding, and all of a sudden we're not really acknowledging God in the situation, right? And what's the result? He's not directing our paths at that moment. All of a sudden we're not on course. All of a sudden we're not on course. Why? Because God's not directing our path. Why? Because we're leaning on our own understanding. Why? Because we're not acknowledging God in this situation with this circumstance or this person or this feeling or this mindset on the inside. Because sometimes it's not always about somebody else. It's about what God's doing on the inside of us. It's about what's going on on the inside of us and how we're developing, how we're growing, how we're what maturing in Christ.
You 
replied, well, you know, does Misty saying, I am in love with you. And I'll have no other. And I'll waste my life on you. You know, those terms are terms of devotion. Those terms are, are terms of passion. You don't use those kind of terms unless you're in some relationship or a passionate relationship or a marriage. Listen. Jesus is calling us to a higher place with him. Jesus is calling us to go into a deeper place with him. What do I mean? Out of your box. Out of your box where you have to reach higher than you've ever reached to get a hold of Jesus. And you go deep and you stop living this surface life Stop living this surface relationship, but you get God involved in every area of your life, just a little part of it. Jesus didn't die on a cross to be just a little thought on Sunday, but he died and he rose again. And he lives so that you would live in him and that he could live his life in you and through you. And not just on Sundays for an hour or two or a Wednesday for an hour. But every day, all the time, 24-7, he wants to be your all in all. He wants to be your father. He wants to be your friend. He wants to be your shepherd. He wants to be your savior, provider, your healer, your ever-present help in time of need. Whatever's going on in your life, wherever you're at, God wants to be directly involved. And it's not that he's not involved. He wants you to acknowledge it. And he wants you to acknowledge him. So, you know, maybe it's time you give thanks. Sometimes you just got to give thanks. You know, you just praise him. And you have a what we call an attitude of gratitude. You know, he gave you Jesus. What are you going to give to him? He gave his life. Are, are you going to give him yours? Cast off your weakness and receive his strength. Cast off your poverty and receive his riches according to his riches and his glory by what? Christ. Christ Jesus. For what he did. It's not about what you did. It's not about what you did in your past. 
It's not about where you've been, but it's about what he's done. What did he do on the cross? What did he do when he rose again from the dead and he is seated at the right hand of the Father? And what is he doing now, praying for you, moving by his spirit here in the earth? Receive him now. Just receive him now. Repent now. Turn back to him. Give him your heart. Ask him to help you not divide it. Ask him to help you have that relationship. Ask him to help you not love another except for the one who loves you. Even when no one else could possibly love you. He loves you. So receive his love now. Receive his forgiveness now. And if you're sick in your body, tormented in your mind, receive his healing in your body. Receive his wholeness in your mind. It's okay to have a sound mind. You know, Jesus is so good. I'm telling you, even when everything else is just upside down and crazy, Jesus is good. And even when everything is amazing and blessed, Jesus is good. Why? Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He, he He changes nothing. He doesn't change. You may change. I may change. We may think differently every couple hours of the day. But God is always consistent. God is always looking for ways to bless you. Looking for ways to turn your situations around to bring him glory. Looking for ways. He is an opportunity taker. God is an opportunity taker. He's always looking for ways. He's always looking for opportunities. See, he doesn't hesitate. Unless the hesitation is the opportunity. Listen, you need to make the most of the opportunities that God lays before you. The things that God presents to you. Use your time and your gifts and your talents and your treasure. Why? Use it to honor God. Use it to make room for you. Use it to be a blessing in your present and in your future. How will you know what to do? How will you know where to go? How will you know who do you talk to unless you know how to recognize the voice of God? Recognizing the voice of God. We live by every word that proceeds out of his mouth. 
Are you living? Are you experiencing that life? Do you hear his voice? Do you recognize? Do you perceive him? Do you understand his tone and his voice and his touch and his presence? Do you understand his moving and his direction and when he's silent and when he's still? You see, God has different emotions. He's got different facets to his character. And his ways are high above our ways. And his thoughts are high above our thoughts. And that's why it's so important that you change your thinking, change your direction, begin to shift your focus on things above, on heavenly things. Stop being so earthly-minded that you are no heavenly good. It's 11-11. The Lord will increase you a thousand times more than you're worth. Read Deuteronomy 11. So praise the Lord. So we're going to go into a time of worship. And we're going to pray. But listen, we need to get to a place where we hear God's voice. It's life and death. It's the difference between living a blessed life and just living a life. Or even living a cursed life.
So does his grace cover you? Does his love cover you? Does God cover you? Have you given yourself to him? That's what we're talking about tonight, giving your heart. He's looking for hearts that are his. Looking for hearts that will be ravished and swept away by his love. Totally yielded, totally focused, the passion for Jesus. Is that you? Prayer, Lord Jesus, come into my life tonight. Give you my heart. Save me from my sins. Give me forgiveness. And forgive me. Your will be done. And your kingdom come. In my life. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for sending your Holy Spirit to me. Fill my life with your Holy Spirit. Give you my heart now. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, it's not about what you pray as much as giving your heart and knowing he paid the price. Jesus paid a price for you. He shed his blood for you. So you could have access into heaven, have access to God, so you could communicate and have a loving relationship with your Heavenly Father. If you prayed that prayer tonight or today, God promises if you call upon the name of the Lord, you'll be saved. If you confess him before man, he'll confess you before his Father in heaven. If you deny him before men, he'll deny you. Give them your life. This is Prayer International Radio. We're just declaring the love of God because in this world, it's the only thing that we're certain of. Have a blessed night.